Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and along with my co-host, Jared, we're best friends, been playing Pokemon for a very long time. All right, welcome, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast about competitive Pokemon TCG and how you can get better at it. My name is Jared Downhower. I'm one of the hosts here. And with me, my man, my best friend, my co-host, Corey Dickman. Corey, what's up? What's up? What's up? How, how's Jared? How's Jared doing on this fine morning? I'm good, man. I am. Uh, I'm sitting around. I'm looking at my desk right here. And I have a lot of, uh, shall we say, stray singles uh strewn about my oh, desk oh we go, got a that need got to a be, little uh they need to be collected maybe gar, garchomp ex sitting right here we've uh, got a uh 151 charizard sitting right here oh yeah but you know this is peanuts compared to what you can see with our sponsor at stray collections no doubt man like i talked to ben uh this weekend he uh i think we're going to talk about this but i you know got to go to a league cup and play this past weekend and, uh, you know, Jared, I don't have a lot of cards. Like, that's like the, the, the hidden secret of our show. Like, you, well, you are collecting again, but I just don't have a lot of cards. So Straight Collections always hooks me up, and I appreciate that. So met him, talked to Ben. He gave me some cards. He has his new website now. So it's more than just a YouTube channel. StraightCollections.com, Straight Collections with a Z, where you can get a bunch of product now. So we need to get, like, a promo code going. We should get a promo code going. Yeah. Because I, I feel that. I have extras. Like, at some point, you're just trying to get a one-of or a four-set so that you can play competitively. Sure. And then if, you, if you're if you trading and opening enough, you get extras. So I think a store is great. And I think we will get a promo code up there. Yeah. You know, and if he can, like, work in, like, uh, you know, when people that he gives cards to forget to check if they have two four seal stones in their thing. And maybe <laughs> he can figure out a way to drone fly that to me. To a league cup. <laughs> hey, this thing's starting in 45 minutes. No, there, I, I need a force. There is a drone Pokemon card, too, that is absolutely worthless. <laughs> so maybe we can work that in there as well. Oh, for all the league cups and challenges in the Silicon Valley, that's how it works. The drones just oh, drop off their decks for him. So, yeah, what, straight collections, dude. Killer. Love it. Love it. Well, we want to get into our show today. We're going to talk about a couple of things. Again, if you're listening to us and you're a fan of the competitive scene, we're in a little bit of a lull. We may talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, Philippines and Indonesia regionals that happened uh, in the last couple of days. We may talk about those a little bit. One of the things we're definitely going to be talking about today is Corey getting out to a league cup mm. in the Houston area. Oh. We're going to talk about that today. And then, as usual, we're going to be dropping some knowledge, and hopefully it is helpful to you as a player on how to think about playing this game. So, Corey, I say we start actually with what little we had going on outside of the U.S., and then I want to come back to you. Sure. Did you get a chance to look at what was successful in the East and the look to the east, uh, <laughs> as our as our boy Gandalf once said, "Look to the east." Uh, I did, and they were interesting because both these tournament tournaments were a little different in what uh, in what showed up, at least like top four. So I don't I don't know like how far away these were from each other, but um, but they they didn't have like the same decks. I no, mean, they, they did didn't. didn't. I mean, a little bit, yeah. a little bit, but. What was interesting to me is like, apart from a few maybe spicy things that we could talk about, to me when I looked at this, I was like, just feels like more of the same. Yeah, especially in uh, Indonesia, uh, they um, they prescribe to 
what I told you the other night I should have run at the League Cup was just <laughs> just, run, <laughs> Tina. just run Giratina. Just run Tina, man. Like, what are we doing right now? You know, this is like we have definitely been in this rotation long enough to now there's just like the deck you should just run. And, and there's not really obvious ways to counter it. I mean, there are counters, but there's not like the like no-brainer one. So just run it. Like, what are we doing? You know, just run the Tina and just let let RNG be RNG and just try to win the darn thing. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, looking at the winning list, very streamlined. Two bosses orders. I know how many bosses orders Austin a conversation uh, inside our comfy decks. But it's just like, yeah, this is this is it. And I'm not surprised at this one whatsoever. I I was excited and, and we are starting to see one of these usually crack like a top 32 now and these like past kind of regionals and now these side and, and well, side events, whatever this it, it, an Indonesia regional league volume two is my boy Zorark. And you're starting to see him creep a little bit and I'm not, don't get excited. I go, Oh, Zorark in top eight. We haven't seen that yet, but there has been consistently like one in top 32 at some of these last regionals. And then you have, this Indonesia regional, again, 371 players, so not not a ton of entries, so don't kill me, but there's two Zorarks in top 16, and I think the ability for it to pivot, the Aerodactyl has been very key in this deck, and, and again, I don't want to just like go on and on about uh, Zorark, because I know it's very like off-meta, and it's not mainstream, and it's kind of cheese a little bit, but the more stage ones that we get introduced into the format makes Zorark like kind of appealing sometimes. And the uh, uh, addition of, and I'm going to, you know, butcher the name of this, Mabostiff. Mabostiff, right? Stage one dark type. His ability, intimidating howl. Once during your turn, you may switch out your opponent's active to the bench. Like, Throw that dude on your bench. You do. You could do that all game, and that's like a free escape rope almost. So, like, adding the adding the Maba stiff to this Zorark deck, I think has proven to be something that is viable. The Aerodactyl allows you to have at least favorable matchups into Charizard and things like that. And then you always have at the end of the day Slowbro to win the game. So, like, I know it's still cheese and Zorark. If you play it even that's the secret sauce against Zorark, right? Is like, just don't get super far ahead. And if you're just stay even with them, so, or even let them be ahead. So those reversal, mm. reversal energies don't hit. Um, that's kind of a way to go about it or just get ahead by two prizes. So then the slow bro doesn't get you. But I think that Mabo stiff, that dark type really for that, for that ability alone to switch out their bench every turn is, is kind of appealing. And I know I get it. Is Zorark, but you're starting to see it creep a little bit, and oh no, man! You know I love me some Zorark, so I was excited to see that at least in the Indonesia version or the Indonesia um, uh, regional. It, it wasn't in top sixteen at Philippines, but uh, but it was it was over there. The players that that would have run Zorark in in the Philippines, they ran Golden Go. So there were two, <laughs> there were two, two golden goes in top sixteen. In the other, in the other regional, no golden go, but Zorark. Yeah, no, I. In hearing what you're saying about Zorark, like it makes sense. It's a smaller tournament, so it does have the opportunity to crack a little more. Maybe a few more people run it, but I, I just think there will always be something to single prizers that can hit for weakness. And 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 right now, everything like we've been talking about is just hitting for big numbers. Weakness means nothing. Mm -hmm. right in yep. most situations so and i know you've been low-key running this deck for a long time on live and you love it i do uh, I, <laughs> I do from time to time go dabble because it's, it's just like when this sucker gets set up it's like it's like i say this too often it's like if i could just get set up but if it really does it's like you almost can checkmate your opponent pretty early and if you get your curly is going they can't I own you super well, and yes, it can get stuck. And I think a good player, you know, they it's just getting on top of the Zeruas, right? If you can just keep knocking out Zeruas, uh, it doesn't matter what else they do, and they truly can't win the game. So, uh, but it's a fun deck. I enjoy it. Uh, 
And so uh, I don't always run Zorg, but when I do, I run Mabostiff. <laughs> I run Mabostiff in it. <laughs> no, Mabostiff. Just keep switching. Uh, keep on switching. That's the problem with Tina. It's not weak to anything. So it's just like you got to smack it with, for 280, and Zorark uh, struggles with that. So then what's your pivot? Go with the electric guy, that I can, Electivire, and do 50 to everybody. But then, spreading. Yeah, spread. And then I'll put the comfies down. Like, you know, so Tina could just pivot really well. So we're grasping at straws here, okay? But the Zorark, I like seeing some more play out of it. Oh, I do too. And again, we're seeing other things in this tournament that are not uncommon. The Charizard is there, the Gardevoir is there. Still, I'm going to keep pitching that two things that Roaring Moon is on the up and up for reasons we've talked about in past episodes instant knockouts, damage number 10. And then I still think, personally think that any type of electric deck is just going to struggle in this meta. It does not want to see Charizard. It does not want to see Giratina. And for those reasons, I'm out. For those reasons, I'm out, Corey. If I'm, I'm if I'm, 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 I'm out. I'm done. If I'm, if I'm Mark Cuban and you roll into my session with an electric deck, I'm going to say, and for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> and for My those God. reasons, I'm out. <laughs> I want no part but, of your electric deck. But Mark, there's electric generators, and you can peony to it. No, I just don't see it, and I'm just I'm out. But talk to the other you're, people. You're way off on your prize maps <laughs> and your sequencing, and for those reasons, I'm out. I'm we not do, the we, partner for you. We'll do. We need a. We need a Shark Tank. For mm. Pokemon decks, that would be that would be a really fun skit episode. That'd be some uh, additional content going down the road. So I love that. absolutely, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let Corey, let's get to you. This is because this has been the highlight of my week. So <laughs> I I, I want to paint no. a little picture. It's very difficult for all of our Pokey dads out there. It's very difficult sometimes, especially when your kids are young and if they're not a playing age, to get to a tournament, any kind of tournament, a regional, a league. Corey, you were able to strategically get your schedule in such a place where you got to go to a League Cup. Five-round, single uh, game, 30-minute round, League Cup. Yep. And what happened? I'll, let me let, let you take it from there. You were prepared. You what? had your deck that you wanted, except minus one card. But what yeah, happened? I still I, – I think that's my excuse still, right? It's just it's still not – I still feel like I'm rushing getting these cards, and then I get there, and it's still not the deck that I truly wanted to to run. So – and you pivot. And, you know, but I, I believe that I'm a good enough player that if I'm missing one of two four Seal Stones, I should be able to still make top eight at a tournament. And so so I'm not I'm not – you know, I won't gripe there. We'll 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 say it's user error. So, but yeah, man, it like you said, the stars have to align for um, me to get to go to anything that is uh, anything. <laughs> I was to say anything, and so um, you know, my my wife is doing some training down in Houston uh, for her old job, and uh, my son went with her for half the time. He was with me, and then we met halfway. Um, in College Station, which is here in Texas, where uh, Texas A&M is. And, uh, and so we met halfway, her and her dad, we had lunch, they took our son, they drove back to Houston, and there I was just all by myself in College Station. And uh, Spring, Texas was about an hour away, and there was a League Cup, and it was all perfect timing. It started at 3 p.m., which is a little late for a League Cup, but it worked out. It was the stars aligned. And so I was like, I'm going. I, I got to go play in a cup. I, the only live playing I really got was San Antonio Regional. So I'm like, here we go. Um, so that was exciting. All, all of it before the first round started was all super exciting. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, we had our boy Aiden on, Aiden Coos, down in San Antonio. Uh, third, I think, in NA right now as far as points go. So Aiden's killing it. And uh, I was like, you know what? I've been playing some of his lost uh lost kyogre online with the mobile and uh and i was like i'm just gonna do that it, it's fun i enjoy it it's kind of quirky uh people may not see that coming so that's what i was gonna do and then uh like probably a lot of our listeners do this when they're on their way to a cup i pivoted in the car i was about 30 minutes away and i thought nope i can't run them a while i i can't in a cup situation like at a regionals, if I stick you with him a while, I got the time to win the game probably. At a cup, if I do it, I don't know. Like I think that might just end in a tie, or you know, I don't think my opponent just gives me the dub there. So I, I panicked. I took out the mobile. I added another Cramorant, 
And I thought, okay, I'll just kind of pressure a little bit, still do a Kyogre play. So I get there, we get round one, or no, I show up, forget the Forest Seal stuff. I don't have a second one. So I was like, oh my gosh. So then I added another supply just last second before I finished my list. So now I'm in this deck that's kind of janky put together, and I get into it. Round one, uh, oh man, was it this guy's Jacob? I I forget his name. But super nice guy, really cool dude. We, we flip over. He has he has Comfy. I have Comfy. I'm like, all right, okay. We in a mirror match right now. He ended up playing Sablezard. I won't bore everybody with the, oh, dude, this move, this move. But at the end of the day, I go second with the Cram, you know, to get the first knockout. And he was ahead, one prize the whole game. And I uh, just couldn't. There wasn't really an opportunity to, to take two prizes in one turn. He did have Jirachi prized. He pulled it, I think, on the second knockout. So he was, you know, he had the Drachi down. It couldn't really spread damage that way. We both had the Manafi out. So it was just a back and forth. Um, you know, I had to loss zone the Roxanne. So I couldn't manipulate his hand at that point. So mistakes were made. Um, I think if it was a best of three, I probably would have scooped it and just gone into game two pretty quick and then see where um, it goes after that. So, but that sucked. So I'm 0-1. And, like, dude, when you can play one League Cup a year, 01 feels like 0100. Like, it's just like, I might as well, you know, it's like that scene in Home Alone 2 where he's chucking bricks at Joe Pesci. <laughs> and it's just like, and then Pesci, it's like me, I'm just getting hit by bricks in the face. It's just like the freaking worst, man. So then I go into round two. So I'm like, all right, I go 4 1, I'll be okay. 3 1 1 puts me on the bubble to get into top eight, but it'll still be okay. Um, and then I hit, I hit, I hit my boy, Isaac, uh, running roaring moon, uh, lost box roaring moon. And, uh, he had a terrible start and I had everything I could have wanted. The only issue with my setup was when I checked my prizes, you know, I, I I heavy balled and there was Greninja, Dragonite and, and the Kyogre. So three kind of main pieces that I need were all prized. And so I did this turn one. I, I, I go second. I grab the Greninja because I'm like, I need to draw, and I will just get knockouts, and I hopefully I'll either get the ball back or uh, I'll get the Dragonite or the Kyogre. Like, the odds are pretty good there. So he had a terrible start. I was just on top of him. I get two prizes ahead. Uh, ended up getting the level ball again, but then I had to make a decision. Do I grab the Kyogre or the Dragonite? And that's where I made the boo-boo, and I should have just grabbed the Dragonite because he was behind and but yet I'm like, oh Kyogre, I'm gonna set up for this to, to the for the win later on. And me not grabbing the Dragonite cost me the game. He catches all the way back up. He gets the iron hands out there. And it basically ends with a wild play where I had to get my energies back into Kyogre to try to get the win. I had to rock sand my own hand because I had three energies in my hand. And it basically had to get super lucky and not draw any energies off the Roxanne in order for the Kyogre to hit. I got almost there. It, it, I, we had an audience at that point because I was like flipping the cards heads face up. I was like tr- more, more dramatic that way as I was drawing my Roxanne cards. But um, yeah, O2 and uh, you know, Jared, your boy, he, you know, I can't, I can't mess around and just play there for, for fun at that point. So I, I dropped um, the tournament organizer, I told her I would remember her name and say her name on the podcast, and here I am breaking my promise. Uh, failing. Man, failing. Man, wait, give me four seconds. Hold on. Uh, uh, Margaret. Margaret Simpson. Girl, you did it. You ran it. She said this thing's starting at three, and you know what? It started at three. It's like, a rarity in the Pokemon world. It's bro- rarity. Jared. I was like, nah, she's whatever, man. They, they even made an adjustment at the end. They added some players after two people didn't show up. Still got that sucker going at three o'clock. I was like impressed. So shout out to Margaret. Shout out to, uh, I don't know how to say the name of their game shop. Hallison. If you're in spring, Texas, I apologize if I butchered the name of the shop. Cool, cool shop. Uh, Worker there was really nice. But yeah, O2. So Jared, um, per your agreement, um, you will be getting a new co-host because I did not make top eight. And so uh, I've put the feelers out for a couple. Uh, I called Jason Klazinski to see if he's available. Uh, Tord's looking for other things to do. He's debating it right now. The time the time change might be a little rough, but um, talk to him about it. Uh, there's an executive at, um, that works for Pokemon International. They might do it with you, do a little Japanese-English show. So uh, 
I'll I'll shop, I'll shop out my position for you. That's good. You know, I, I just feel like I need to be surrounded by quality <laughs> players. Uh, because I'm do. part of it is because I'm not, uh, and, uh, I, I bring different <laughs> skills and understanding and I, I get that. But if, if I can't have top eight talent around me, yeah. uh, I don't know what I, I'm doing. I, 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 I'll just give me one more chance. And, and if it's not top eight at, at, at NAIC, then you can find a new, <laughs> that's, okay. I, 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 that's my expectation. You know, I, I promise I will pick a deck. I will get all the cards necessary for this deck ahead of time, and I will clear the schedule where I have nothing else I'm worried about. I don't have to go home and let the dogs out, you know, the kids, all that stuff. I'll be ready to go. Be I ready. Think there's a higher chance that you top eight versus that you have all the cards 24 <laughs> hours before the tournament. Probably true. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> Probably true. I think I think things are out of oh, order here, man. No, but but that's hard. Um, and uh, but I want to I want to talk about it um, in, in a couple of different respects, and then kind of easy transition over to what we want to talk about with our education moment. What were you seeing around you? What 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 was being played? Was this stuff that is very expected? Did you see anything that kind of lit your appetite for a different deck or? Was this a fairly standard type of cup? It 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 looks standard. I mean, uh, you know what was around me. Um, uh, there was a nice girl to my right. had a had a Gardevoir deck that I wish I had switched with her at, at, at about halfway through my first match. I I asked her if she'd switch with me, and she said no. Um, <laughs> she was she was playing another Lost Box variant. The one to my left was Shen Pao. And I don't know what he was up against. Um, that one was interesting because he made a really bad uh, boo-boo where I think he shuffled some cards in his deck and his opponent was like super chill about it and was like, just tell me what was in your hand and just you can take him out of your deck and shuffle. And I was like, dang, man, where, where am I at right now? I wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> Come on, man, that's a game loss. We're moving on. So, um, yeah, I mean, I you know, it, it looked like a, a competitive room, 32 players, you know, which isn't terrible for a cup size. Um, but uh, I didn't see or hear about any, like, cool spies. So I think a lot okay. of it is, you know, they're they're making their way to a cup. Houston, you know, spring is a suburb of Houston. So you got some players that are, are probably trying to make their attempt for Worlds. And so they're at least this early on in the cup season, they're not trying to mess around. I think they're running pretty meta stuff. You know, come come May, where some of them may have locked up their invite or something, maybe they mess around a little bit. But, yeah, for, for what I saw, a lot of Lost Box, um, Gardevoir, Shein Pal, probably some Tina there too. I just didn't see it. So, uh, yeah, nothing nothing too wild to, to report from like a – a standpoint of what was playing what if i had played longer you know was there for all five rounds i probably could have got a better sense of what was going on hmm. okay uh, my second question to you is we had a conversation about this in between i think the first and second round and it's something we've talked about on a previous podcast in more depth but i think it's worth mentioning again you said and you're running a very ability heavy deck you're like i I had to do stuff physically that I was not that I was not used to doing because online does it all for me. So, do, do you feel like that played into maybe not the loss, but just in like not having a clear mind about what you're trying to do? Uh, yeah, great point. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I I told you maybe I said this on the pod after San Antonio. I was like, I was running Gardevoir in that regionals and I was like staring at my hand and I didn't even know like, what are these cards? Like, it was like a weird existential moment of like, I'm looking at a fog crystal. I was like, what does this do? Like, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, it was such a weird feeling <laughs> to hold and look at a card because I just don't do that. It's all online for me. And so it, that was a weird feeling. So going into this, uh, I, I did the night before because, again, um, you know, I love my family. But my wife was gone. My son was asleep. And I just was at my table playing, you know, you know how we do. Like, you know, you 
you do your opening hand, you lay it out, you're like, okay, I go first, my opponent's playing uh, Maridon, and uh, they didn't have a supporter. You know, like, you just make up the scenario in your head. So at least I was, like, looking at the cards. So I had a good feel for it. But my first match with against another Lost Box player, it was, like, checking his Lost Box, or checking his Lost Zone, checking my Lost Zone, checking his discard pile, checking my discard pile. You know, like he's running Sablezard. So, okay, he blew, he lost Zona Clara. Did he have another one? Where's the Charizard? Why hasn't he played Jirachi? Like, and so all these things, I'm like checking all these piles. And in reality, I needed to, what I needed to do, I, I hate getting in the weeds of this. I don't think this makes good for, for good podcasting, but like, like I needed to hit with the Greninja. Even if he had the Manafiat, I needed to hit with the Greninja because he wouldn't have been able to return, kill it. Because the cram hits one ten, right? He yeah, did kill the one thirty, right? He didn't have the Charizard. The supply wasn't online, and even if he did, that doesn't hit one thirty. So that's how I could have bought a turn, because I had my own Jirachi out. So like he can't clean up that damage with supply. But in my head, I was just like tracking other crap and then just exchanging knockouts, and and so I think it may have threw me off, maybe. Because because it is it's a lot. People talk about like oh I don't want to play a lost zone deck in a regionals. It's a lot. It's a lot for regionals, and I get it. But I, I but game my second match I was like into it. Like I was like and he was running lost box or lost zone too. So it, I think that did play into it. Sure, sure. I'll say that it was my fault. I lost is my fault. But I will say that you need to practice. Like go to your league or just play by yourself in your house, but hold the cards. Like I, I you just got to do it. I, I used to think I could not do it. And maybe the, maybe the competition has gotten better, but I, yeah, that, that was, that was tougher for sure. Yeah. I, and, and one thing I, one of our hosts or one, I'm sorry, one of our guests has said in the past is they'll even in, in lieu of going online, they'll just set up a camera where they, you can see your opponent's, like yeah. field mm-hmm. and they'll prefer playing that way yeah. versus doing it online again like this is not like i feel like so much of what pokemon players love to do is to crap on pokemon live right now because of x y and z but um there are major differences between doing something digitally and doing something physically and if you're going to play the real game which for almost what 30 years almost 30 years now has been a physical game, you have to get that repetition in physically regularly. Regularly and physically. That's that any sport. That's how it is. That's how it is. Which maybe this speaks to why we enjoy this, because you still have to go in person, look another person in the eye in person, hold in-person cards, roll in-person dice in a world where so much of this, and you and I, we've we've had our... We've had our runs on, you know, WoW and, uh, you know, League of Legends we still play. Like, we love a good digital game that we're not in the same room with these people. But there is something about going into a room filled with with people playing Pokemon that it's just different than just, like, 2,000 people get on a Pokemon Live tournament. Like, that would be fun. And the Players' Cup during COVID had good turnouts. But, like, yeah, man, it's just a different ball game when you're there especially with Lost Box. I think Gardevoir at Regional, I was fine. Like, it's it's a very kind of... I don't have to manage two different piles or three yeah. piles, really. Four piles. Um, but with this, it is just more. And, I, you know, I've, I've heard about it and I've, what we talk about it all the time, but, yeah, yeah, I need to be taught. I need to be taught Pokemon. We're going to teach, teach you me. some Pokemon. Teach me. We're going to teach you some Pokemon. Because it, it's funny, because I'll talk about my experience right now and uh, and then I want to get to our education point. I I feel more practice maybe than ever right now. Just going to league every week, yeah. Like, and we're not, and we're we're still in that weird series where we're only running Scarlet Violet. But like, I expect to show up tonight. Tonight's a Wednesday, and to perform well yep. on these decks. And then next week we get back to standard meta, you know. And until rotation, and then we'll go through that, and we'll have some GLC. But like, even playing at home with my son, I'm like, I'm not making mistakes as often. Yeah, I know it. I'm I'm moving cards physically, and and that's it's just been interesting to watch what that has done for me. Yeah. So, just just another point to to think through as you're in, engaging in tournaments, and most of your practice is online. 
don't let most of it be online. Whatever you have to do to make it physical, make it physical. Yeah. Yeah. I went to our um, main like local card shop here in Waco uh, on uh, Sunday. So, you know, the tournament was Saturday. Sunday, I go over there and I basically told them, look, y'all need to get this sucker going. Like, what what are y'all doing? You know, and, and so they're like, oh, yeah, we, we need to, you know, become, uh, get our league going again. And I'm like, yeah, you, you do. Like, you just do. Like, I can't drive four hours to something. Like, you know, get the sucker going again. Maybe teach me Pokemon podcast sponsors a league challenge every once in a while. Like, just get get it going again. You know, so I was trying to, because we just got nothing here, man. There's just nothing in Waco. So we got to. We got to get rolling. People that live in big cities, and Jared, you got you got it made in Murfreesboro. You got it made. You got Randall. You got Randall Robertson there. You got a league cup. You got a league cup. You better go. You're 20 minutes from your house. <laughs> get there. <laughs> you got you got Knoxville. You had Knoxville in your backyard, kinda. I mean, it's geez, glorious. Spoiled. It's almost like it's spoiled. almost like you need to get here. <laughs> uh, but let me let me throw this out at you because this is this is our education moment. I want to talk about this week. There are so many different formats, and you experienced one of them this weekend. You, we've talked about this before. Your sweet spot is a large regional tournament. You like a 50-minute timer. You like best two out of three. A lot of what you do best as a player is pivot and adapt and come back. The tournament that you played in did not allow for any of that, correct? 30-minute 30-minute. And it's like a lot of what we see over when we were talking about the last big Japanese tournament. That's how they run. That's how they function. So what I want to have a conversation with you about today is how do you adapt your deck building and how do you adapt your gameplay to the type of thing that you're showing up for? And then the third part of that is how do you temper expectations between those type of things, knowing that they're different? Uh, so let, let's start at the beginning. Let's start deck building, then we're going to talk about gameplay, and then we're going to talk about in-between. How do you think about the deck that you want to run based on what you're showing up to? So let's, let's start small and work big. If you're going to League Night, what type of deck are you putting to, together, assuming that it is a regular standard League Night? Uh, I, I still think you... You just, I don't know, you want to swing for a fence. That, that'd be my, my take. I, I don't think the, you can put some interesting tech cards in if you want to, but you just may not even hit those decks in, in five rounds. And, and like, seriously, your first like four rounds are really what's most important. Cause if you go 4 0, you're going to ID. Even if you go 3 0, you're for a cup. I know you're saying a league, but, in a, in a tournament setting like that, you're if you go 3-0, you're probably ID in your last two rounds anyway. So, like, you're really only maybe playing three matches. So, you add some cool tech cards in for certain decks, you may not even hit them. So, I wouldn't even worry about that as much. And, like, I was doing with them a while, right? Like, I love I love Snor Snorlax Stall. I love it. And playing stuff online with them a while, I was like, oh, yeah, this is it's a good deck, man. Aiden, Aiden and his team put together a solid deck because that in a while, but in its cup or when you go into league, it, it one, the time limit doesn't really help you in that. And two, you're going to get moans and groans, man. Like you see someone let play out a while at league. They're probably like, what are you doing? Like we're coming here to have fun. Not, yeah. not, not lock me down. But in reality, you do need to see stuff like that. Cause then that's what helps you be better. And like, Hey, get out of it. Then if it bothers you, how many switch cards do you have? Or do you have a Turo or whatever? So but I would say as deck building goes, I think it's something fast. It's something that don't worry about countering your opponent as much as just having your deck be fluid and, and have it as much as in control of your own, of your own um, destiny as possible. Oh, I, okay, I want to bring up three points that I think you just talked about that I think are really smart. So number one, league is half fun, right? Like this is not a tournament. This is where spice should be present. If someone's trying to practice their grit, their good deck, that's okay too, because then you get to practice your spice against a good deck. But it's more relaxed, and deck building still matters because maybe you want to style and do some fun things there, but it is, it's different. And league should not be your justification for taking a deck to a cup or to a regionals. That is my fundamental belief there. It is... League, secondly, a point that you brought up, 
League is just for you to get better at your skills, not to get better at your deck. Mm-hmm. League is for you to get better at your skills and not for you to get better at your deck. That getting better at your deck and really honing in and picking a 60 that's going to be competitive, that's what your these outside groups, I feel like, are for. That's a Tuesday night practice where everybody's bringing heavy meta and practicing again. You're not going to get that at a league. You're going to play somebody's mom. You're going to play a new player. You're not going to get what you're looking for. League is for you to make sure that you're clean playing, you're sequencing, you're thinning, that you're practicing the skills that any deck needs. And it's just not, it's not that type of situation. And the third thing that I thought you said that was so interesting is like, you got to pick a deck that fits the time limit. And this Mm -hmm. is going to be true of when we talk about league cups too, but it's like, stall depending on how leagues work ours is there's no ties whoever's more prize cards at the end of time wins at league but in my opinion that still works against stall too because if i see i'm playing against stall i'm like i'm gonna do a couple things eat up some time pass save my iono like pick a deck that there can be a full six prize game in is what i would say for league regardless of what you're running and then, of course, yeah, if you're that guy that's running Snorlax or Mawile, you're going to get the looks and you have to be okay with that. So that those are my thoughts on League. Let's go now to a League Cup. Now you're in a competitive, more competitive situation, I should say. There's going to be a top cut. People are showing up with different decks. But is that the same? Do you have the same mindset as a regionals, Corey? No. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I think there's still a... You want to roll in with a competitive deck. Like, I'm not whipping up my um, uh, Espathra Zatu deck for a League Cup. But uh, <laughs> I at least, but it, again, it is not the same mentality. Like, where you can have a deck that has tech cards and you can pivot after you see your opponent in game one, right? I mean, we see that on stream a lot at regionals. I think good players, they know when to quit it, when they know they're not going to win. And, and and not only just for time purposes, but they don't want to show their hand, right? They have the, you know, uh, you're playing against a Mew deck, and it's not a given that Drapion's in every deck anymore like it used to be. If you have a Drapion and you can't win game one against the Mew player, please scoop. What are you doing? Don't just put the Drapion down for fun. So, like, but in a cup, man, you're going balls to the wall. Like, you're going all in on it. Like, you, you have one one round, one match to get the win on this. And so I think your deck building is a little different, but it's also your gameplay style. Your approach is still to win. This is a competitive environment. You need to treat it that way, but there just isn't the pivots. Now you get into top eight. Those are best of three 50 minutes. So, so it does change. You have to have a deck that you can still operate getting to a top eight. Uh, but I do think the mindset of a lot of league cup players is just like, I just want to make top eight. You know, that would be fun. Like, I get to say a top eight, you know. I think everybody wants to win. But I think if everyone is being honest with themselves, maybe some people think they don't necessarily have the ability to win, but getting to top eight is like a win for them. Hmm. Okay, so let's hone in then on some of the things here. So, yes, I think number one here is you, if you go to a League Cup, don't, don't, bring, don't bring the rando spice. You need to bring something competitive. Unless you know everybody else at that tournament and know what they're running and are looking to have some fun with them. But but what's like your cutoff? Like if I came in with Zorark, are you like, come on, Corey, what a waste? Or are you like, yeah. okay. Or or is it above Zorark as far as like I, legitimate decks go? I would be fine with Zorark. Zorark is a one prize deck. Zorark gives you weakness options and it's proven that it can day two at major tournaments. I don't have a problem with that. I'm saying like, don't come in with, uh, here, I'm just going to pull some cards out from a stack. Please don't come in with uh, Regice uh, Minior and expect and expect to blow up that tournament. Just two random cards from a pile of cards sitting on my desk what, here. What about, what about the Psychic Clefairy deck? What about that? That, that would be acceptable. That would be acceptable. Okay. There, there's a lot of good things <laughs> happening with Psychic Psychic Clefable right now. No, okay. no, let's not sleep on that. I won't sleep but, on it. I won't sleep. But on that, it. but but that's a good point. Is like, you may see a three zero with that deck at league, and then think, oh man, this is league cup ready or this is regional ready, and you're just setting your expectations up. Right, meta still needs to be at least understood going into a league cup because 
I guarantee you if we surveyed every league cup that's going on right now that's in the competitive format of standard, it's a lot of Giratina. It's a lot of Gardevoir. It's a lot of Charizard. And you can't have the expectations of winning and run willy-nilly into a field like that and be ready for that. Now, the other thing that I, would, that I think does need to carry over from league is you have to still think about your time limit. And you have to think about the players there. This is one thing that I know. At League Cups and leagues, people are chatty. Way more than regionals, especially the farther you get into it. So games take more time. And you have to have a deck that you're thinking, man, turn six or seven, I should have won by now. Or somebody should have won by now. Mm -hmm. uh, and you got to move through that a little bit. Because my opinion is, and I don't know if, if you feel this way, but I feel like games do move quickly these days, given two prize Pokemon, sometimes three prize Pokemon. The only thing that hurts that is like decks like Comfy that take 10 minute turns to get through <laughs> simple mechanics and things like that. Yeah. But that's how I feel. And then you brought up a great point that I, that I wanted to reiterate is once you get to top eight, your deck still has to be flexible enough to go best two out of three. And you said it perfectly. You do. I mean, yeah. So you can't like, get comfortable in the sense you're like, oh, this is all just best of ones and blah, da da. Like you, when you get there, then you need to change that mindset to like, okay, now we are in a best of three. So it's like, you can't just have a deck that's like, I don't even know off the top of my head, like what even that would be. But like, you know, you construct a Roaring Moon variant or a Maridon where it's just like, everything is dependent on just winning one game and you don't care. Then you get to top eight and you're like, well, crap. Like my opponent can pivot really well on me and I have no chance. You don't want to do that. But uh, that is different. And, and that's one thing that I think, and I don't know if those Jap Japan uh, leagues, those big champion leagues tournaments are uh, top eight all, or top 16 or whatever. Are those best of ones as well? Those got to be best of threes. I would hope so. When I would they, hope that it changes at that point. Yeah, or something. We got to look that up because that, that would be kind of crazy too. But um, yeah, I think your mindset for big tournaments like that, cups are the only other thing we have that, can it can simulate a competitive environment that is similar to a regionals because there's nothing in between unless you go to like a European special event or um, fly down to Indonesia or the Philippines where you're getting into like a 400 person tournament that's competitive. That's it. You're but but if you're not able to do that, you're playing in a 50 person league cup or a 2000 person regionals and that, and there's nothing in between. And maybe there should be more later on. Maybe Pokemon should develop uh, a kind of in between type of tournament where you still get championship points. It's not as much as a regionals, but maybe let's, it's, it's some sort of like hyper. Uh, I was about to describe States to you. I just dawned on me. Like, like there used to be States. Every state had a championship, Texas, Oklahoma, cool. Oregon. We used to go to those and, and maybe that's something. Maybe they need to bring that back where that feels like in between a regionals and a cup, uh, but still like simulating a really competitive large field environment and, and people travel, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they do that again. Okay. Yeah, I like that. We'll, we'll have uh, we'll have Kettler on. We'll have John Kettler on and, and talk about um, his inside knowledge he had at the Texas State Championships back in 2007. And he knew. I had that dust snore. He knew it. It's good. It's good. Seventeen years later that you let some things go. It's good. It's good. Uh, the last. So I want to. I want to talk about two last things, and that's what's your transitional mindset to regionals, and then I have one more thing after here because I do think this is very prevalent and a thing a lot of people do. So, what's your mindset deck wise, play wise, and transitioning from? Okay, let's say you played Charizard at a League Cup, you top eight. How does your mindset switch any now taking that same Charizard list or are you augmenting that Charizard list or does the meta play way more of a uh, mind game on you in terms of things that you should potentially change? How do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I think if you're like um, playing in very minimal amount of tournaments, like you get to go to one regionals. So like you've, you, you got your top eight or maybe you won a cup with your Charizard deck and then you have Knoxville regionals the next weekend, play your Charizard. Don't pivot. Like you've, you, you're confident now. Like, and that's almost more than just the skill of the deck or, or knowing your deck. Like you've seen yourself win or do well, you're going to go into that tournament thinking you should win every round versus if you pivot to another deck, I think you may not feel as confident. I don't think you would. 
And so mm-hmm. I would say don't change up much. Maybe a tech card or two to prevent whatever from happening. Maybe put a lost vacuum in or whatever. But like I would keep it pretty straightforward for what you just were successful on because you now you believe in yourself. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I think that's a good word. So yeah, if you're if you're competing at the top level, again, if you've snuck into the top eight at the League Cup with something spicy, uh, I do love the spice, but you may not going to see that. But you you now have to transition your time format because now there's going to be things at a regionals that there just weren't at a League Cup, right? Stall if Mill is present in the meta, Mill becomes a big thing at tournaments, and just also different ways of stalling your opponent like some people will boss out order high retreat pokemon or pokemon like in gardevoir if they know all your energy are gone they'll stick you on that greninja well that doesn't really matter that much in a league cup unless it's the best two out of three part of the it doesn't make any difference really at league because of prize count but you have to be ready for these different things these different tools that great players have that they can do to you that just aren't very prevalent yeah agreed I 100% am with you. All right. And the last thing I want to talk about as we're kind of wrapping up the show here is there's people that just love to play online, Corey, and they want to climb the ladder. What type of deck mindset should you have if you're ladder climbing online? What should be your mindset if you're ladder climbing online? Yeah. What type of deck, what type of mindset, and how does that change for just if, if you want to be at the top of that, if you want to be an Arceus an Arceus level player on Pokemon Live. How do you change your mindset about that? Uh, maybe play something else. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, like it's you know, Live is pretty. Like you're gonna see Roaring Moon. You're gonna see Charizard. And if you can't play into those two decks very well, you're probably not gonna climb the ladder. Now, if you're just, gr- I mean, if you're grinding, like you're playing hundred matches a day, well, okay, odds are you're gonna probably win. You know. Uh, 60 of the 100 or something so you'll gradually make progressions to to increase your ladder play if you like know what you're doing and the deck is like built somewhat well um but you also like know you're gonna hit a majority of of a couple of the same decks so maybe if your whole goal is to ladder climb uh maybe run something that plays well into that uh or just run snorlax stall just run Snorlax stall. <laughs> you will get uh, probably 35% of your matches. Just they'll quit. Like they just will quit. At least until you get to like 13, 20 or, uh, or what, the the Ultra League or whatever that one is. Like at that point, they're probably going to play it out with you. But for the most part, you, you'll you just get some quits. Like they're just like, well, I'm not messing with that. And my favorites when then you match up with them again and then they quit again. Like you're just like, so those are free wins uh, to, to ladder climb. I love it. It's a little Snorlax stall. But uh, yeah, I, I would say if your point is to ladder climb and you want to just play Arceus, be prepared to like struggle through. If those are hard matchups for you, just be ready for that. Yeah, no, I, if you're trying to reach that Arceus tier, I think the best advice that Corey and I can give you is the meta still applies, but you are sitting in a best of one scenario. So think about how that affects your deck. The time limit is longer, right? You do have a longer time limit in online. And the other thing I think you alluded to this a little bit is like a deck that can win quickly, I think has more viability in this because Oh, like, this on, is on, like purely, online, online. Yeah, this is purely yeah. an equation of time versus win. So the more games that you can grind out quickly, the faster you can ascend that ladder. Sure. So it's 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 a different equation for doing that. And losses are less of a big deal online unless you know you're like me and you lose 12 in a row trying to make it work <laughs> but that's that's uh what's your that's, what's your what's your record do you have you looked recently online no i haven't i'm sure it's somewhere like 500 maybe sub just sub 500 but mm. i don't i don't ladder climb i'm usually just like putting random stuff together and mm-hmm. just seeing how it goes i think the highest i've ever been is back when raikou lost box was a thing and i was somewhere in the oh. 14 15 yeah somewhere around there that's good um, that's high. that's when i was that was try hard that was try that was try hard jared. jared that was like that was if, try hard, if something jared. came up with your kids you were like nope I, i'll be right there get out get out of here get out get, get out 
I'm like, I'm going to beat this Lugia. I'm going to beat this Lugia. What? You start to, you start to learn where like the blind spots are in your house where you can like stand and keep playing where like your wife doesn't know you're there, but you can still talk to her. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. you start like gra- grabbing cabinets. You're like moving stuff around like, uh, yeah. Oh, I need to go to the bathroom again. It's like for the 10th oh time in the last hour when I was, when I was doing that, um, uh, uh, what was that tournament for like the free entry to Japan? You know, that's what I was doing was I, I like got, I joined that thing very late and I was like, dude, I got to like get points in every one of these suckers. And I would just, <laughs> I think my wife thought I had like a lot of constipation or something back then. Cause I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom, <laughs> go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'd be like taking a shower and I like would put the phone in a Ziploc bag and I'd be like playing in the shower and that's yeah. deep. I think I, I'm telling you. The next th- week on uh, <laughs> next week on Teach Me Pokemon is the, the Pokemon Hotline <laughs> for uh, people that have it are in a little too deep. Man, if I if they let you like wager money on that thing, oh, I we would be out on the street. Well, I have a pretty good record on live, so I'd, maybe we'd be doing well. But I, it would be I'd be in a I'd be in a dark place. Dark place. Dark place. <laughs> oh. Pokemon, right. please never partner with Vegas for the sake <laughs> oh, of my co-host. We need the mods, baby. Plus 600. Jared, the uh, top eight elite cup, plus 600. It's all bad. Well, that's going to wrap us up today. Again, thank you for joining us. Corey, thank you for the recap of your league cup gone awry. We hope you learned something about thinking about what type of tournament or just organized Pokemon event you're playing in and how you should treat your mindset, your deck, and then as you transition from one to the other, how you should think about that as well. We hope this has been helpful. Join us next week. Again, still in a little bit of a lull. May have some tournament updates. We might be looking at some online tournaments as well to kind of see what's happening in our online tournaments. And we'll be happy to join with you. And maybe we may even sneak a guest episode coming up shortly just to tease out some things coming. What Real quick, what's going to win Utrecht? Utrecht. The regionals. Where is this? Where's the I have tournament? no idea. I think it's either <laughs> Netherlands or Belgium. Oh, it, so it's EU. It's EU. It's EU. Sorry, Ultscret. Well, yeah, Jared. I, if I can't pronounce the name, it's probably. I was EU. like, I don't know where this Ultscret Ulch, Ulch, was winning. Is this is this one of the five player Himalayan tournaments? No, like, I don't a, know. This, is a, <laughs> <laughs> this one's in Mongolia. No, it's I don't know. It's it's some it's it's in a it's in a, an advanced country. Uh, they they're in the modern day. Uh. It, the new set's not out yet. Give me Charizard and Giratina at the top, baby. I just yeah. We saw we saw the spice bake breakthrough when Chi and Pao paid Goldengo. So I got what I wanted. I have nothing left to live for at this point until the set rotates. So more of the same, my man. More of the same. I'll take Mew. Give me Mew. Oh, Mew's gonna win. That's not a bad bet either. I'll take. That's Mew. not a bad bet either. Well, one more shout out to Stray Collections, our sponsor. Thank you all very much. We'll catch y'all next time on Teach Me Pokemon. See ya. See ya. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com. Teach Me Pokemon podcast. Come and dive with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.